0: Thank mm. Back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 1049 The Horn. New theme Thursday edition of Ball Don't Lie on 1049 The Horn. The theme is uh, songs that associate with the sweetness because today we're getting ready for the Sweet 16. How sweet it is starts up tonight. As a matter of fact, I believe we're like an hour away from this. We're like 20 minutes 20 away. 20 minutes away yeah. from the uh, the start of the uh, the tournament and the Sweet 16. So we'll get to uh, some Texas basketball conversation here uh, because there are a couple of stories. Uh, the Statesman has a story about Rodney Terry um, and some of the head coaching vacancies around the country. Uh, also, we'll get to Dickie V calling out the University of Texas. And we'll start to break down and preview this Texas-Xavier matchup a little bit, too. Um, you can always be a part of the show. Specs text on Best way to do it, 512-337-3776. Uh, Raj Rant of the Day coming up next. There are rumors of a possible trade happening in the NFL that if it is the right trade partner, could rock the league, in my opinion, to its core. We'll talk about that coming up in Raj Rant of the Day. Also, there's clarification on <laughs> who Ken Folk might have been who represented Lamar Jackson and... Um, reached out to teams, which actually was against the CBA. So, uh, yeah, yeah vi- violated the NFL CBA to reach out to teams because the person that reached out to these teams was not certified by the NFL Players Association to be an NFL agent. So we have a little bit more clarity on that situation. We were wondering who could have been the person reaching out. Patrick's theory what was your theory about the Lamar Jackson kinfolk representative reaching out to the NFL team? I was hoping it was him just doing a different voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Turns out, I, I don't think that's going to be it. That, no. Actually, I wanted that to be true. And uh, look, I was still believable until Ballard they found out information.
1: <laughs> <laughs> until they found out information about who this who this other person is. Yeah. It could
0: have still been true because
1: he could have just used the name.
0: That's a good point. Actually, unless we get some deep diving, we can go. I think Tom Pellicero r- had blown up
1: who this guy oh, is. Oh, does though. he have
0: details about his life and stuff? Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So it's a real Tom person. Tom Pellicero. No, this uh, is a real person. He cyber stalked him pretty fast. All right. Yeah. I, I imagine. because I, think I was looking at heart somebody heart on fra- Facebook. Heart, yeah. Hey, looking how, for him to see how, who he is. As soon as I said today, Hartz, he started cyber stalking. Too, so I guess no, everybody cyber stalking this guy. But that's because hard knows
1: everybody. So he's like, <laughs> you know the, the eight degrees of Kevin Bacon? because eight degrees of hard. he's like, I bet he can get a hold of this guy within three phone calls. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm going oh, to find I out bet he could. I'm gonna try to
2: find out for well, us. Well, if you, if
0: you can, try to find him an agent going <laughs> to get in touch with him or recommend Laramie Tunsel to be his agent. Apparently, exactly. Did you say Laramie Tunsil was on Pat McAfee today?
1: Yeah, he was on Pat McAfee. I'm gonna have today. To check that out. So
0: he was his own agent, but then he had like a guy that he, he had talked to. Get <laughs> an advisor. Yeah, I think Lamar Which, Jackson's got to have an advisor, right? Well, and he, and and
1: info. What Laramie Tunsel told him is, "Hey man, hit me up. I'll give you. I'll give you my contacts, my guy's information, and you can work with my guy, who just got me to be paid the highest left tackle." In the- in the NFL I'm surprised. It hadn't happened. Why, why aren't you ever? talking to
0: my guy? Yeah. yeah, I'm with you on that. I, I mean, I wonder that's a good point about the advisor. I do wonder who's the advisor for Lamar Jackson. I know he's got one, but Well
1: do, do you see it, what the what the tweet from Tom Pelicero says this guy is?
0: Oh no, I didn't. Oh, uh, all
1: right. it, what it, does
0: he say he is? He is a
1: Florida man. Already a good start. Who most recently was pitching a home fitness invention? He doesn't say it's a Florida man on the tweet, does he? He says Ken Francis is a Florida man who oh, most no! recently oh, was pitching is, a home was fitness invention.
0: That is intentional. That is everybody knows well, Florida, Florida was, man is a thing, say? but wait, he definitely put Florida man there on purpose. Florida man called NFL Na- teams. You could have said Florida native, a Florida native. <laughs> yeah, that's right, city, right, right. That's, that's true. Florida man, a is, Florida man. Yes, it is. It is in our like lexicon now. Everybody knows yeah. Florida man and what it means yeah. in the modern pop Matter culture sense. They do a segment. On Light the Tower. Florida Man. Exactly. <laughs> Everybody knows a Florida right, man. There's gonna
2: be a Light
1: the Tower tomorrow. Exactly. Florida That's man tries a to negotiate Francis. nine million do- nine <laughs> figure
0: contract. <laughs> Florida man, that is fantastic. Well here's the thing. And, and, In and, and,
2: and defense, Lamar Jackson is from Florida, so he too. Is Florida
0: man. <laughs> no, you want to be He's a, a Florida, Florida native. You want to be a Florida native. <laughs> I want to be a Floridian. Yeah, I'm talking about he, kids, friends, <laughs> is a Florida man. That is not cool, Tom Pelissero. <laughs> we know what that means. That's an underlying context. I got there. jokes. I got jokes. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. I love it. All right, we'll get to some NFL news notes and nuggets coming up at the top of the 6 o'clock, gentlemen. Let's get to the, uh, the Longhorn-related stories here. Go behind the burnt orange curtain first. Uh, let's start with the Austin American-Statesman story. Uh, and then we'll get to uh, Texas Xavier. Remember, we still got another day to break down that matchup. But it was reported today by the Austin American Statesman. Um, and I believe it was Kirk Bowles, but it says here, just told the Austin American Statesman. So uh, it did say that Terry Rodney Terry, interim head coach Rodney Terry, is being pursued for head coaching openings at Penn State and at Cal. A source with knowledge of the situation told the Austin American Statesman on Wednesday. So he is now being—he's now sought after. Uh, we know that, and that should have been the case. He's a coach of the year, so sports, sporting news, coach yep, of the year. Yep, yep. Oh, Shaka just won a coach of the year yes, award he too,
2: did. didn't yes, he? he did.
0: I forget what it was. Uh, I, have it. Hold on. I think it was a, uh, a Writers Association. Uh, was it the College Basketball Writers Association? You may be correct, but it I do could have be. It. I believe so, that on. might be it. Uh, but if I'm, if I'm wrong, he won one of the Coach of the Year awards. Hell, I believe the last three coaches at Texas have been a coach of the year then. At some, <laughs> some point. That's <laughs> right. That's right. At some point, some, uh, sometime or another. You are correct, my friend. Right? There you go. Yeah. Uh,
2: Everybody wins when you Hey, it's Texas, help. baby.
0: We're trying to get the best. <laughs> right. Uh, I'll say this because uh, this story also relates to the Dickie V story, so we might as well kind of throw out both of these, and then we can uh, discuss uh, the both topics, because I think they are interrelated, of course. What um, Dickie V also came out today and had some harsh criticism for the University of Texas overall, I guess the decision makers, if you want to call it that, because his tweet that he threw out, he put out a tweet. And remember, he's been very vocal, even in his broadcast about the uh, the lack of urgency on the part of Texas to remove the interim tag from Rodney Terry and give him the head coaching job. Um, He believes he's done more than enough to earn that job. Here is a tweet that he put out there today. And there's a lot of all caps in here. Uh, and there was a text <laughs> earlier that had a great tweet, and I meant to read it earlier, and I didn't text her. It was fantastic because I said, <clears throat> you know, Dickie V puts out this tweet at Dickie v uh, lot lot of all caps in here, but not the whole thing's not all caps, but a lot of it and, and it's. It's um I don't know it's it's strange like the all caps like I don't know if he's trying to right. overstate something or if he's trying to you know have a, a basically uh, a very emphatic statement like it's really tough to tell or if he just had caps on and just forgot about it
2: it's up there that for kind you. of thing there you go he um,
0: yeah the text says all caps is the only way Dickie V talks <laughs> so <laughs> that actually is fair that makes perfect sense now as to why it's all caps in there anyway so all caps lack of class by te- Texas Athletic Board. Then we go back to, you know, lowercase. I can buy waiting until the end of the regular season on the status of at Rodney Terry. So he does tag Rodney Terry in the tweet. However, continue the tweets. However, after winning, all caps winning, all right? So to me, it sounds like the Charlie Sheen winning. And then he tags at the Big 12 Conference in it. As it after winning the Big 12 Conference title, he, and this is all caps again, deserved, uh, lowercase, all caps, multi-year deal. All caps. Well, mm. I think that all caps is on purpose. It's just kind of sporadically thrown out all, all throughout the, t- the tweet. Then he adds Texas men's basketball, so he tags them. Then he tags ESPN PR in the tweet, so like, hey, man, if y'all got a problem with what I said, y'all can handle it in the <laughs> PR department. And then he adds ESPN, so he wants his bosses to know, hey, I, I made this statement in case y'all got a problem with it too. So he wants everybody to know what he did. Texas yeah. men's basketball, Big 12 Conference, Rodney Terry. I'm surprised CDC's not in here. That's yeah, the only one he bot- missed.
2: Yeah, he
1: missed that one. He missed I, I CDC. I don't know if Dick Vitale knew. <laughs> he, I don't, I, I'm are not he, sure he knows the ADs for all these schools. Nah, that's
0: a good point. He asked, everybody says Texas. He says Texas Athletic Board. Yeah, so like, yes, that's CDC. Yeah, that's, CDC that's you. Yeah. CDC. <laughs> CDC, I believe you are a Texas Athletic Board. That is you he's talking to right there. Just In case you it. missed it. In case you missed it. <laughs> In case you missed it. <laughs> he's talking to you, CDC. Uh, let me just say this. First of all, I do think it is, at this point Rodney, it is Rodney Terry's job. I think he is the front-runner for the position. I do think ultimately he's going to get the job because he's going to win another game. We'll get to breaking down Texas Xavier. Yeah. I think he's going to win the game, get to the Elite Eight, and then leave even you know uh, less doubt than there already is that he's the guy. I like that. I don't think you can do anything now, though. It's just too, you don't want to you don't want to disrupt, discombobulate the mojo of this team. This team is they are just really playing well, and they just got this really great vibe with them. And I don't want to disrupt that. It's and that stuff is too fragile. You don't want to mess with that. So I understand not doing anything now. Now, if you were going to do something after the Big Twelve Conference Tournament, should have did it then. If you were going to do something after the regular season, should have did it then. But I'll say this. and This is kind of my butt on the whole thing. The Kim Kardashian, Nicki Minaj, a Williams, size, Cardi B size, making the stadium size butt. It is, it is a kind of a known, I don't know if it's something that is factual, but it is considered to be more like, I don't know, folklore, or at least uh, it is believed that most athletic directors out there, they have this magic list. Of coaches they want to hire yep. for every job, for every different sport. Absolutely. And they, and they carry that one. with them. Like Robbie carries his notes around every damn where. Mm-hmm. These are my guys. I got a list. It's probably on their phone now. And it, it is my belief that if that is indeed true, that every athletic director has a list of great coaches they want to hire for every job that, it is fair to say Rodney Terry was not on CDC's list to start this, to start the season. He was not on that list once the crisis happened with Chris Beard. It is fair to say that Rodney Terry probably wasn't put on that list at the top of it until he won the big 12 conference tournament. That's fair. And, I, 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 there, there's right?
2: nothing wrong with that thought process either. There's nothing wrong with that theory
0: and I, it, I, I the agree case, with you 100 percent. If that's the case, then it's been how long? Three weeks, two weeks? Two, a little over two weeks or something, since I the think Big Twelve a, Conference tournament,
2: Three, three, three 12, weeks, three, something yeah. like that. Yeah,
0: hadn't been that long. Yeah, so I could see and, and like I said, Maybe this has already happened, but my theory is that he's got a list. Rodney Terry wasn't on the list. Rodney Terry just got put at the top of that list once he won the Big Twelve Conference tournament, and CDC said, you know what, man, he might have what it takes. Yep, I'm, i gotta ser- I got to. I got to seriously consider Rodney Terry to be at the t- a front runner for this position, and I think now he is that. But. For those who want to criticize CDC, for not acting sooner, my thought process is he really just started considering Rodney Terry to be the guy.
2: I, I can agree with you on that. I think I think your scenario and the thought process could be very spot on. And I I was under that impression as well. And you and I didn't even really start diving into this until it started to get later. When we started seeing the wins, we started seeing the reaction from the players. We thought he did a great job of being able to hold this together because let's not forget, they had to play a game that night when Chris uh, Beard got arrested and was being suspended. Yeah, They had to go out there and play that night and be able to handle their business and then regroup. And still handle their business throughout the season, finishing second overall in the Big 12 and then going to win the Big 12 championship. And everybody at the very beginning, the question was, what do you think? What do you think it's going to be? How do you remember? uh, How are you going to be able to keep this job? What does he have to do? And everybody set the parameters. Mm -hmm. Everybody was like, well, he's got to win a couple games in the Big 12. I mean, in the uh, tournament. Because... You know, Chris Beard would have taken us. We don't know exactly where Chris Beard would have taken us. We, we don't know that. But what we've seen is this team rally around a coach and they're playing for a purpose. And if you listen to any of Rodney's, Coach Terry's um, interviews, he always says these guys came back mm-hmm. to play for a national championship. That's why we have a lot of these guys back at this university, and they are going out there and handling their business. Yes, there is coaching going on. We heard Vic Schaefer talk about that, and I believe that all of those guys have been taking the coaching and making the adjustments. I saw a video the other day. They showed him showing the clips in the Uh, locker room. They showed a video during during the halftime and saying, this is what you guys are Mm. doing. This is where it is, and this was in the tournament. And that was the beautiful part about it. And I was like, okay, this dude has got this thing figured out. So these guys are playing for him, and he's been able to keep everybody engaged with what the plan is, and that's playing for a national championship.
0: That's a really good point. Uh,
2: I mean, I'll just put in that I think what they've done of growing as a team
1: throughout the season to fix problems and to grow and to when we saw Jabari Rice step (laughs) out from a role where it was meant to be more of you know, that the other guards, and then when Tyrese Hunter was struggling, Jabari Rice stepped into that role. We saw when Timmy Allen struggled, other guys would take over. And now seeing in the tournament, Dylan DeSue being yep. stepping in as a guy, yep. that takes a lot of coaching to get a team to switch kind of what you do overnight like that. That's not super easy to do because you have plays as much as it doesn't look like they're running plays at points there's a lot that goes into hey we're we are a guard for focused team not going inside out and now we are clearly going into the sweet 16 a inside out team there's a lot that goes into it and i think he's done a great job throughout this season of kind of shifting whereas a lot of other coaches don't necessarily do that especially in college it's much more of my way or the highway and i and, and it's not just rodney it is the entire staff no doubt on the the coaching staff has just done a really really good job so i think if you are worried about anything i think if you're a cdc you should have probably already made this decision by now because isn't that hard and you should also be focusing on keeping as much of this staff together as you can
0: yep that's a great point too the staff and I guess is the, the most
2: important part to it, me too
0: yeah and yeah. and to, to patrick's point you know i guess the the sooner you would make you would make that move, and maybe this goes to your theory, hard that behind the scenes it already has happened. Right, that we just aren't privy to that information. Um, that yeah, the the co- the coaching staff, and the stability um, of as much stability as you can um, keep you'd like to, because you're gonna have a lot of turnover just on the roster alone. Um, and you'd like to try to keep some stability with the coaching staff because you've already had turnover. I mean, that's yep. Chris Beard out and Rodney Terry in. So, yeah, that's a great point. So, I, I think. listen, I think it's Rodney Terry's job pretty much to lose. Yep. Uh, there is a chance that, like I said, that list that CDC has, he still wants to explore that list, probably has already been exploring that list, uh, and that he still wants to do his due diligence. And, by the way, that's his job. Yeah. So, for anybody to criticize, like, oh, he shouldn't even be interviewing anybody else. Wrong. Wrong. <laughs> yeah, that's you that's need to a, interview everybody. Yeah, exactly. Even if you everybody. know Rodney yeah, Terry yeah. is a front runner, that's great. You and I'm still, a big fan
2: of Rodney Terry. Let, yes. Don't get it twisted, but yeah, you still need to interview. everybody. I run a business, and we got to interview everybody. Exactly.
0: Well, even if right, you know Rodney Terry's a guy, you can yeah. interview somebody else because you yeah. can find out more information about mm-hmm. another program, about their staff. There are a lot of advantages to interviewing um, other candidates. Uh, but even if he's going to be the guy, and I'll say this too, I. So I do think that he's going to win chair Terry's going to win into the game, and then that's going to he's going to leave no doubt. Hell, I got him in my bracket going all the way to the championship. Yeah, hello, but the truth is, and I said this early, and I don't want to sound mean here. I'm not trying to sound mean because I, lo- I love Coach Terry. I Think he's done a fantastic job, and everybody who knows him personally that I've talked to talk about him as a a great human being too. And I just help a Coach, great human being. He's in that conversation. But in terms of negotiations with Texas, Texas knows or CDC knows. There's no rush to this because Rodney Terry wants this job. He wants it yeah. bad. He's got it bad like Usher. You got it. <laughs> you got it bad. He got it bad. He wants this job. He, 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 no matter what job is offered to him. I don't think that, honestly, I don't know if there's another job in the country that he's offered that he would just leave up and leave right now. I know, I know it sounds crazy. Yeah. He wanted to retire here. Yes. He's talked about that. Yep. He, he talked about that as an assistant. Yeah. He wants to retire as an assistant. He definitely wants to retire as the head coach at Texas. He's going to give this opportunity, all right, he's going to give it every chance, yep. right? every possible chance, to try to accomplish what I believe is his dream, which is to be the head coach mm-hmm. at Texas. Now, if some, if it doesn't work out, for whatever reason, I do think he'll end up taking over some great job because he's done a great job improving. He's a damn good coach. But they know Rodney Terry ain't going anywhere because Rodney Terry wants this gig. And there's nothing Texas can do that would be so offensive and such an affront to him that he would decide, I'm out. Right? I'm, that's too disrespectful. You shouldn't treat me like that. There's nothing they can do. Some people are like, oh, man, this is really disrespectful to Rodney Terry. It may be. He ain't looking at it like that. He wants this gig. Yeah. He, he was, so he's going to stick around. If they opened up the job interviewing process after the season was over and said, now we're interviewing candidates, he still would be a part of that interviewing process. He would submit his name. Yeah. And even though y'all be like, that's crazy. He's like, nope, he wants this job. Yeah. He wants. To, everybody who knows Ronnie Terry knows he wants this Come job. real man! Big. Everybody who knows Ronnie Terry dude knows. has been around he, this university for
2: a long time. He's been
0: trying to hint at y'all that I want to yeah, be around
2: here. I'm here. Hey, I
0: want to be here. Yeah. And I, and they know that. And a lot of us want him here too. I <laughs> want him here too. I agree. It's a great point. Great point there. Yep. Uh, but what we are not is, and Patrick brought this point up, and so as a texter, BMDs, yep. the big money donors. Yep. We are not big money donors. We are not big money boosters. I know some of them. They're nice people. They're yeah. great. Hey, people. They're great. <laughs> I, I will say, I saw some of them celebrating the win. Exactly. I saw some of them celebrating the win in the locker room, so I know Rodney's got a relationship. And yep. and, and I'll tell you what about that, too. As long as you keep winning, hell, you're going you're gonna to get all the big money boosters in your corner that you need. Because hey. that's, that's ultimately what they really want. Yeah. It's a win so they can brag. Um, but if there is a, an X factor that we're not considering, it would be... The BMDs. Yeah. We just don't, nobody knows. The BMD could come in there and decide, hey, I'm writing these checks and I need to see this. And sometimes that influences decisions. Yep. Yeah, I'm definitely down with that. But I I think he's got a good relationship. He's been around so long. He knows the BMDs.
2: That's the thing that really drives me nuts. He's got to know
0: these BMDs. He's been around here so long. And and that's the thing that drives me nuts when
2: people are like, I don't know if Rodney's been here longer than a lot of people. He knows Yes, He's been. He's from the area. I mean, he (laughs) went to Angleton, but he went to St. Ed's. Yeah. And he's lived here. He coached in this community. He's been on that bench for a long time. He, he was an been assistant.
1: A recruiter. He was an assistant
0: with Zay's dad
2: at Bowie. Exactly.
0: Dude knows <laughs> That's the how air. long he's been in town. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. So I, I said, it. It, I, I think we'll all end up getting the result we want because it sounds like we all want Rodney Terry to be And given everybody's shot. always,
2: I had, a, I had a dude hitting me up and saying, look at what he did at UTEP in, in Fresno. I'm like, would you want to go to any, all those schools? Yeah. <laughs> No, you would not. <laughs> hey, it's we're, a lot different hey, when we're, you're at the University of Texas <laughs> to
1: go recruit. Hey, sometimes there's recruiters. Sometimes there's coaches. We know Rodney Terry can recruit, and we know he can coach. Yes. Mm-hmm. There's a lot. Yes. There's other things that are involved in being a head coach, but
0: recruiting and coaching, not an issue I'm worried about with Rodney Terry. Thank you. Yeah, no, I, I, and I said I, 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 I think Patrick made a good point about, <laughs> you know, Coaches, him hiring coaches like, oh, are these coaches gonna want to stick around with Ronnie Terry? That's important. That's gonna be and and, and they can't, A lot of them came. To Chris Beard. He has another job. Exactly. So he may be trying to bring some That's, of these guys as well. And if I, if I'm CDC, I'd like to know. I'd probably go talk to those other coaches too. I need to know, like, hey, you sticking around? Here? You yeah. If, if, if Roddy Terry's a guy, are you going to stay here with Roddy Terry? I'd like to know. As that. a matter and, of no, fact, I'm sure he's already doing that. There there
2: saying you are staying. Okay, <laughs> I, if, you get a, if you get a
1: head coaching job, we get it. Yes, yep. exactly. If you get a head coaching job, we don't want to hold you back. But if you want to go to a worse school than us,
0: yeah. Give us a chance to match it. You no. want to go to Mississippi? I don't know. Why you want to no. live in Mississippi as opposed to living you know. in Austin, Texas? Yep. Any part of Mississippi. Give me the most progressive, the greatest part of Mississippi, and I will <laughs> take Austin all day, every day. The greatest the part of Mississippi. I, what is, the greatest what is part your of the? best part? <laughs> Not exactly. What's the best part of Mississippi? Come on, man. I all know right. that bar that Chris Beard and
1: Lane <laughs> Kiffin are hanging out at.
0: Lane Kiffin would be able to tell us, I guess. Uh, all right, there you go. Uh, someone says he. They says he is Coach Terry to me. There you go. Start That's the right. Coach Terry movement. There you go. That's right. There you go. Because yeah, I guarantee the players. They don't call them interim. They'll say, hey, interim. Yeah. How you air that up? You
2: can't okay. tell me what to do. You interim. Exactly. You my stepdaddy. Yeah. <laughs> You're not my real coach.
0: <laughs> they yeah, don't they, say that. Yeah, no. they, they get into that. And also a great point was brought up by my man E. Hogan this morning, and I thought it was a, a valid one. CDC has a little bit of experience in uh, in, in, in turnover uh, from a coach after a controversy or a bit of a crisis. Remember the tennis team? Yeah. Remember yeah. the tennis coach was it? Was it Michael Center? Center? Yeah, yeah, Coach they, Center. And then, uh, the obviously the tennis team ends up going through a bit of a they crisis won a themselves. But then, yeah, they end up uh, making a run under the then interim coach. Yep. All right, and then he decided Bruce Burke. I believe is his name. Is that the the co- uh, coach name? And then he ends up becoming the head coach. Yep. They removed the interim tag, I believe. Uh, but but it was at the end of the season though it was after everything it was already after he had won the championship and everything mm-hmm. so CDC waited till all of that was said and done before removing the interim tag and yes it's Bruce Burke so that is a that's a great example that he brought up on uh, B and E this morning I thought may have been relevant to the conversation no doubt okay uh, we got Texas Xavier breakdown uh, we'll get to that a little bit later on we got Rod's rant of the day you coming did good up well, next. by
2: the way of saying Xavier. That I boy. know. I practiced I, last night, too. Did you do Xavier?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I really want, I'm an X-Man fan, so I want to go Xavier so bad, yeah. like Professor Xavier. But I no, told my Xavier. nephew he
2: couldn't come over because I didn't want to practice calling his name. Because he's an Xavier. Because he's an Xavier. Yeah, everybody yeah. got
0: to know the X, and when you hit Xavier, you don't know if you're an Xavier or a Xavier. Yeah. Huh? It all depends on your personality, I guess. All right, we'll talk more about that uh, matchup a little bit later on the show. We come back. We got Raj Rant of the day. There are a ton of rumors, and honestly, this is so much smoke, there's got to be some fire to it about where this receiver is going to be traded to. DeAndre Hopkins right now um, is uh, considered to be on the trade market. Multiple sources, multiple reports saying he's going to be traded uh, coming up before the draft, people are even speculating. One um, of the teams, maybe even two or three of the teams, could end up being uh, the beneficiary of his services, and if they do, I think he could be a game-changer for these teams. We'll talk about that on the other side. Uh, right here on Ball, Don't Lie, Wonderful number.
1: I'm as
0: mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore.
1: Find out what happens when people stop being polite and start getting real.
0: You ain't keeping it real. My God. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. Oh,
2: you've got got it now. It's time for Rod's rant of the
0: day. Hold on to your butts. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. There are a couple of NFL stories that are starting to hit the headlines that we'll get to. In the top of the 6 o'clock, we will get to the update on Lamar Jackson's representative who was reaching out to NFL teams. His kinfolk. That's basically what it is. And to be kinfolk, you ain't got to be blood relation. Right, right. You just be kinfolk. It means somebody that's close to you. And this guy, apparently he and Lamar Jackson are really close. How did this guy get all the numbers? To, you know what? We'll get into it. Let me get into it. How did this random jabroni get numbers to NFL hey. g- general managers? And, he connected, dog. He connected. You know where I, you know I think he got it from? I'm not joking. I'm serious about this. You know why I think this random jabroni? I know we're going to get into the round around You know why I think this random jabroni representing, and by the way, not a certified agent, representing Lamar Jackson um, while reaching out to teams on his behalf? And by the way, we'll get into why the CBA does not allow that. I think Adam Schefter or, or an NFL insider gave this random guy these execs numbers because all they want is access to reports about what's happening. And so if they can get closer to Lamar Jackson, that's all they give a damn. i like, no, I'll give you a number. He won't know where I got it. Yeah. Bro. Take it. You got it. Done. Just don't let him know. Which but he's I denying, need-
2: by the way. Huh? He's denying that he's contacted anybody. Oh, what? Yeah, he's no. denying the fact. Hold up, so he's Kim saying somebody Francis, else did it. Kim Francis says he's been denying any time any contact with anybody.
0: So Patrick's theory is now back in play. Yes, that it was Lamar Jackson. It's Lamar the whole time. Jackson that's using a rando's name and then uh, find uh, out uh, that, that he's, he's Kim Francis,
1: <laughs> Ken Francis here. <laughs> Would you like to buy the entire gym and also you
0: can sign Lamar Jackson? <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, You know what? That voice is better than your uh, voice of Lamar Jackson impersonating some rando yesterday. Because yeah. yesterday, it was way too white. Yeah. And this time, it's a little, I don't know. I can't so tell if it's ambiguous. white or I don't okay. know what race it is. So that's good. I think it's better. <laughs> yesterday, it seemed like you were trying to do a white guy's voice. It was like a Dave Chappelle white guy voice. Yeah. I thought This time, I thought it was, I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell what ethnicity. Well, you know, there. I had to go
1: to the Ken Francis voice. It's very <laughs> yeah,
0: different. Yeah, the Ken <laughs> Francis voice. Oh, man. that is—that's never is Ending. That story is the gift that keeps on giving. Yeah, we're getting into that story, been, man. We're going to start ended. next segment. We're going to start getting into that story. Yeah. That story is too good. Let's get into this NFL story, though, because this might uh, also end up as a uh, big-time uh, headline in the NFL pretty soon. So DeAndre Hopkins uh, w- wants to be traded, and it seems like the Cardinals want to trade him. Now, Albert Breer seems to be the one. Albert Breer and Pac-Man Jones, how about that, are the two sources in this story. Yeah. Yeah, Pac-Man Jones and Adam, apparently he and DeAndre Hopkins are really close. Mm -hmm. I don't know how, when that's happened, but apparently they're really close. So Pac-Man Jones has a report. He works on the Pat McAfee show actually Mm -hmm. now. And that's why he is now considered to be a member of the media. But I digress. So they apparently, reportedly I should say, the the Cardinals won a second-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins. And another asset. Second-round pick and another asset. So maybe a starter or maybe a draft pick, whatever. Uh, But... Looks like the market, whatever that means, average Bruce reporting the market's only willing to deal maybe a fifth and a sixth round pick for Jendrick Hopkins. And how about this? To me, you know, if that, if that is the case, a fifth and a sixth round pick, you know who's setting that market? The Cowboys. Right, thank you. Give it up for the Cowboys. Cowboys letting you know. Last man. year, they misread the damn market so bad. They traded a number one wide receiver for a fifth round pick when everybody else is trading their number one wide receivers for first, multiple first and second round picks. And you had a young wide receiver, you traded for a fifth round pick. This year, they're actually playing the offseason so well. They're so savvy. They actually act now setting the market. Oh, yeah. For wide receivers on the trade market. Cowboys. Thanks. I said, I don't know, Jerry Jones. This has got to be weekend at Jerry's, man. I think they. Doing a weekend at Bernie's <laughs> kind of thing, they trotting Jerry Jones around. There's no way Jerry uh, Jones is making these decisions. I love it. But anyway, getting back to I it. I love okay. it though. So they're saying he's gonna go for a fifth or a sixth because that's more the Brandon Cooks price tag, and that's closer to what he's gonna go for in the you know the trade market. Um, Hopkins is set to earn, I think, like uh, 35 million or something like that over the uh, next couple of years. He's gonna be a huge salary uh, cap hit as well, much bigger salary cap hit as well. Uh, but He's really productive. He's been going through some injuries. He had the suspension because of PEDs, but I still think he'll be highly coveted. But here are the teams that are interested in DeAndre Hopkins. And I thought this was good. So Pac-Man Jones, who's really close with Hop- with Nook, he says five teams uh, are in on DeAndre Hopkins. The Patriots, the Ravens, the Buffalo Bills, Las Vegas Raiders, and the Atlanta Falcons. Also, in addition to Pac-Man Jones' report, Albert Breer is reporting. There's another team also interested in DeAndre Hopkins, and I hope and pray, and y'all should too, <clears throat> that he does not go to this team.
2: It better not be the Cincinnati Bengals. It ain't. Who is it?
0: Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, yeah, that'll be a big
2: problem. That would be a big problem. That'll be a big
0: problem. Man, that'd, that'd be a problem. That, yeah, be a prob- you Ooh. always talk about a cheat
2: code. Come on, man.
0: You gotta take Kelsey on the inside and deal with that dude on the outside? Yeah. because uh, they just lost two wide receivers, they too. Did. They did, lost Juju and, and Mark Hardman. Yep. And oh God, I know they got I know they can work the cap space because Brett Beach is a genius as a GM. So I know they yep. can work that out. Out of all the teams, Kansas City worries me the most. Buffalo should also be concerning. Very, Buffalo gets yep. that guy. You talking about a scramble drill where you can just chunk it up to nook. Yeah. like out of nowhere he can win the 50-50s turn them into 80-20s that's scary and then it, listen we don't we know Lamar Jackson reportedly wants out of Baltimore if you ask the representative who was calling NFL teams <laughs> on his behalf <laughs> but if they keep him one more year and we all believe he's going to stick around there at least one more year with the uh, with the franchise and maybe decide, won't maybe he'll decide he won't play at all and won't sign it so that can right. happen too right. he could just decide he wants to go nuclear on the whole damn thing which i hope doesn't happen cuz everybody loses but Baltimore, man, Baltimore with a Lamar Jackson and a DeAndre Hopkins on the outside. Yeah. That would be scary. So of all the teams that are listed, Kansas City freaks me out the most. Because it, this, this yeah. will remind me of that A.J. Brown trade to the Eagles. Because they already got Travis Kelsey. They, they do. You, they got Travis Kelsey, arguably, is the best receiving bargain in the NFL. You Got to pay him like a tight end. Gives you numbers like a receiver. like the number one uh, yeah, wide out. He's balancing you <laughs> right? out, man. So you, you gotta bargain with him. And man, they get a DeAndre Hopkins on the side, that would that that's gonna that's gonna be a problem. That's gonna be a problem for everybody in the league. This man. is
2: what this is what they have. They got Marquez uh Valdez Scantlin, Kadarius Toney, and Sky Moore, who obviously they're pretty excited about uh, as the wide receiver along with Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. Yeah, they if they add nuke in there. <sighs> Yeah, that can
0: be another love this, problem. Love this texture. He said it would be like Moss going to the Patriots with Brady. He also said Pac Man Jones is a certified Chiefs hater. Why he never mentioned the Chiefs on the DI <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that inside info there. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, obviously yeah, Randy Moss is, is in GOAT status, but yep. it would be, I mean, you talk about him going to. You know Patrick Mahomes. It'd be the you know Tyreek Hill. Obviously, was also an elite receiver. But yeah, it, it would be reminiscent of something that impactful because I, I, I watched a lot of DeAndre Hopkins. So did Patrick when he was a Texans fan before he renounced his fandom. Um, and man, I got watching DeAndre Hopkins. It was one of the it's one of the saddest yet most extraordinary, Mm -hmm. mind-blowing things that you could ever watch. Watching DeAndre Hopkins put up 1,000-yard seasons and put up elite top five wide-receiving numbers with guys like Matt Schaub, Case Keenum, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Ryan Mallet, Brian Ahoyer, TJ Yates, Brandon Whedon, and Brock, and Tom Savage and Brock Oswald. Tom Savage, baby. Tom Savage, baby. <laughs> These are all the quarterbacks before he got Deshaun Watson, yeah. finally an elite quarterback, 2017. But with all those other Jags and jabronis, he ended up putting a thousand yard seasons. He was. All oh, pro, pro bowl stat. Yeah. I mean, that is it, – it was unbelievable to watch. You, I'm telling you. Because everybody doubled him. He was being double teamed on the regular. Mm-hmm. I would say he was the most double teamed wide receiver in the league because the Texans didn't have any other threats. They had Will Fuller, who got open a lot because he was in man-to-man coverage. When he, he was helped. healthy. When they – Patrick, a <laughs> former Texans fan, and he stalking his ex. those are the but those no, no. Were the rough days. No, no, a real Texas fan remembered when he yeah. was healthy. When he was yeah. healthy, when, when he, he, he played four or five games a year, yeah. uh, maybe six. He,
1: got, he pushed <laughs> a seven. Oh, oh, that
2: was a six, good hey, year. But,
1: hey, if you if you're putting
0: together halves, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but I, you're right about that. But most of the time, it was DeAndre Hopkins, man, a one man show, and I ended up coming up with a nickname for him, and my nickname. for d-hop all back all back then and now i still think it may apply uh it, i called him spanks i called him spanks because he could take any unattractive uh shapeless malformed misshapen unappealing unsightful non-symmetrical qb and turn him into something that was productive and damn near close to being a little sexy at times Oh, and he could do that. Mm-hmm. That's what Spanx does for a lot of these ladies out here. All right? They got it's a lot going on down there but just put on them Spanx and real quick like. No. Take a few inches off the waistline and make him look like a, a Coke bottle figure. You like you take them home and you're like, "Well, what?" Splack,
2: <laughs> clack, 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 clack.
0: <laughs> Hold up. Hold up. Hold that's, up. Hold up! Uh, that's not honest. Hey, that's the way it goes. It's all good. That's what DeAndre Hopkins Hit was. Hit the for. lights. <laughs> Turn them off. Uh, Hit a on <laughs> Turn them <"Hull> <laughs> off. Uh, but that's essentially that, that's when, when when he was not there with Matt Schaub and Case Keenum and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Ryan Mallard and Brian Hoyer and TJ Yates and Brandon Whedon and Brock Osweiler and Tom Savage when they did not have my man DeAndre Hopkins spanks. Oh, turn him off. Yep. I don't turn need to see off. it. I turn the TV off. Turn yeah. it off. I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's what I called him. And I think no matter who he goes to, and I will say I'm, I'm actually praying it's not Kansas City. Uh, I don't want to see him in Kansas City either. Yep. I don't. Because I, yep. I think they're gonna win the Super Bowl. Well, there's a good chance they're gonna win it anyway. Know they doubt. get him. We all might. We, we might as well just. I'm gonna, call, go ahead, I'm gonna start call looking
2: it. at the. I'm gonna go look at mybookie.com, and I'm gonna check and see what the odds are for. The San Fris- i mean, not San Francisco, but the uh, Chiefs. I know. See what they are now, because if if I put a, a sprinkle a little bit on what? it now, what good return?
0: No, nah, I'm gonna need I'm gonna need Roger Goodell to pull a David Stern and and step step it. on in there. You know what? Excuse <laughs> me, <laughs> I, don't, I can't gonna gonna let that happen. No, nah, this is about yeah. competitive balance around here. We can't like let it. that happen. Uh, all right, we come back. Uh, we'll get into this Lamar Jackson story because it is a gift that just keeps on giving. We will do that coming up next segment right here on Ball Don't Lie 104 on the Horn. Don't lie right here on 104. Now the horn, new theme Thursday we're getting ready for the Sweet 16, uh, getting ready for those tournament games. And that's why the new theme of the day is about uh, how sweet it is uh, songs that are associated with the sweetness because uh, we're getting ready for the uh, round of Sweet 16 games. We've been talking a lot about Texas Xavier, we'll get back to that as well. But the NFL man, it is always the gift that keeps on giving. But this Lamar Jackson story is strange. It is weird. Okay, so, and we won't have enough time to unpack everything in this segment. I'll just give you the, uh, the, part, the first part of the Lamar Jackson update. So last, maybe last week, but earlier this week, I should say, we threw out there um, the story from Pro Football Talk that there was a representative, all right, from Lamar Jackson's camp, from his whatever, his camp, that reached out to several NFL teams on his behalf to uh, either spark negotiations or to try to, you know, at least try to figure out exactly what teams thought of Lamar Jackson, what their status was in the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes. We didn't know who that was. (laughs) Patrick had a great theory that (laughs) – Maybe it was Lamar Jackson using a a weird, strange voice and impersonating somebody else, trying to see what (laughs) NFL teams thought of it. It's actually not that crazy when you think about it, all right? But now—
2: They want a Zoom call with him, though.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now it's been— Exactly. You can really spoil his plans, expose him. But now been reported by Adam Schefter um, that the NFLPA informed the NFL um, that Ken Francis— who they are identifying, they are saying the person that reached out on behalf of Lamar Jackson as a representative was this guy, Ken Francis. And they are saying he is not a certified agent with the Players Union, um, and there are rules uh, with the new CBA against, play, against anyone reaching out on players' behalf who don't have certification from the NFL Players Association. The memo, which was distributed to all 32 teams, reads as follows, quote, As an uncertified person, Mr. Francis is prohibited from negotiating offer sheets or player contracts or discussing potential trades on behalf of any player or prospective player or assisting in or advising with respect to such negotiations, end quote. By the way, so they're basically saying even Laramie Tunsil's thing is a little bit. Borderline. Skeptical. That's yeah, why they're it, bringing
2: out the. That's yeah, why they're bringing it out.
0: He negotiated his deal on his own, but had an advisor, as Patrick told us. And yeah. they're saying even advisors actually are against the CBA.
2: But he negotiated with the team that he was already on, so that so kind maybe, not, maybe yeah, yeah. that's why it's already yeah, and, I, there. and I think there's something to be said of
1: if the advisors in the room, or if you go, "Hey, we have this conversation." I go back and tell my advisor. He tells me what to do, and go tell him. You can't tell them, no, you're not allowed to talk to anybody. Yeah, exactly.
2: You can't do that. Yeah. You're no, right. I'm
0: sure that right. you can find loopholes and all the way through it. But um and then okay, so now they are there are basically responses or retorts from Lamar Jackson's camp and from this guy, Ken Francis. They have both responded to the allegation that Ken Francis This allegation is by the NFLPA, by the way, that Ken Francis was Ken Folk or he was the representative doing air quotes here that reached out to teams on behalf of Lamar Jackson. So we'll come back and then we'll give you the Lamar Jackson response and the Ken Francis response to the allegations from the NFLPA and the NFL. Oh, it gets wilder! <laughs> I assure you, this is the tip of the iceberg. I will right, we'll come back. We'll get into that Ed right here on oh, Bald O Line One What Another Horn.